In today's show, we're going to look back at all of the action from Tuesday. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. We've got six games on Tuesday for us to talk about. Let's get in and talk about them right now. First game. What a smashing this was. The Blazers 133, the Pacers 112. It's hard to win when uh, you got a guy like Anthony Simons going off against you, dropping in 27 points, hitting his first nine threes of the game. Ended up nine of 10 from deep, 27, four and four with two steals in 20, uh, 24 minutes. Now that's obviously a huge game. Simons has been playing better of late, but... This is just an absolute outlier. He was a plus 42, amazing, amazingly as well. So don't read too much into this, but this was, oh, he is playing better. There's no doubt about that. Lillard, still not quite there, 23, 4, and 6, but it was good to see Bobby Covington bounce back after a string of real shit ones. 15 and 11, three threes, two blocks, 50% shooting. He's always tough to get a gauge on because he can go up and down for sure. While CJ McCollum only played 25 minutes, had 20 points with four assists. Absolutely no need for him to play more. Simons was going off. This game was in hand super early. And that's why Yusuf Nurkic only played 20 minutes. He still had 11, 10, and four. Steal and a block. So good numbers outside of the efficiency numbers. And the massive positive here for Nurkic is that he's playing back-to-backs now, apparently. So, you only play the 20 minutes here. They'll play him, hopefully, his full minutes in tomorrow's game, and then we're ready to rock and roll. Cantor had a nice double-double in 15 minutes, but to me, he's just a streamer and a deeper league guy rather than a must-roster 12-teamer. Well, Storm and Norman Powell, holy shit. Zero points in 20 minutes. 0 of 6 from the field, and he had one rebound and one assist. And you know my criticism of Powell from a fantasy perspective has always been the same. When the shot's not there, what else is there? And the answer is nothing. And he has not been anywhere near as good in Portland as he was in Toronto. He was shooting like one of the greatest shooters of all time for the majority of this season in Toronto. And it's just cooled off. And I wouldn't say that he's a drop, but he's not as much of a guarantee type guy that he was for those couple of months in Toronto where he was dominating. The shooting has fallen off and he offers nothing else except for that. And, And that is a problem for the Pacers. No Sabonis, no Turner, no Gogart, no Jeremy Lamb. I don't think Turner's coming back. It looks like Sabonis might be coming back soon. Um, so they went with that yeah, mishmash lineup. Jakar Sampson, who's one of the biggest foul magnets in the NBA, played 23 minutes as the starting center, 6-5 and five with two blocks. And O'Shea Brissett was really good. 40 minutes for Brissett in this one. 18-10 and 10 with four threes, two steals, and five blocks. So those defensive numbers for him are out of control. He didn't shoot particularly well. He hit a couple late to bring those numbers up. Um, obviously, this is great. But this is a fantastic line. I think he will continue to start, but I think a lot of what we're seeing from Brissett here is because Goga's out and Sabonis is out and Lamb is out. And they're three guys who are going to be rotation pieces. I think Brissett will continue to start, but I don't think that he'll continue to be a bloke that gets blocks like this. 
or rebounds like this, or hits threes like this. He's in the midst of a very, very big hot streak in terms of shooting. So while it's all it's all great now, and 52 fantasy points is awesome, I, I am absolutely not convinced that he remains this level of player, or that he even plays 30 minutes a night. Like I, I just don't think that he's guaranteed to play 30 a night. In the last uh, four games, he's shooting, what, 42% from three? Yeah, I'm, I'm not convinced that that sticks. He's blocking 2.3 shots per game. Again, not convinced that that sort of thing sticks. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing it with him to be this good of a player as we move forward. By all means, have him in a 12-team league. I just think that you know Sabonis, Goga, Lamb, all returning, uh, are going to have an impact on him. But it's great for now, for sure. Brogdon, 18-4-4, started off hot and then cooled down, while Levert only played 24 minutes. He had 16 points, and Timothy John McConnell did his thing. Six assists and a steal. Uh, Amita Brimmer played nine minutes. That's a bloke. He had two blocks in nine minutes, while Sumner, who'd been playing well, did not play well. Four points, two rebounds, two assists in 20 minutes. And Justin Holiday had also, in the last game, was a bit better for Jazza. I don't think Holiday's a 12-team league guy. I think Sumner can be, but this was obviously pretty poor from him. Um, but it is hard to look. This is the thing. Everyone played limited minutes apart from Brissette. Brogdon plays 27. Levert plays 24. Sumner plays 20. They limit everyone's minutes apart from Brissette. And that enabled him. To, and he was playing probably better than everyone as well. Um, although, to be fair, guys like yeah, Stanley and Keelan Martin and uh, Bremer were all like plus 20, plus 19 type players. So, again, it is a weird one where all of your major players outside of Brissette played limited minutes, enabling him to get those extra stats. So it is always hard when teams get their asses kicked to this degree to figure out what's real and what isn't. And I think maybe we overrate what might be real from a guy like Brissett and then underrate maybe you know, what, what happened with Sumner or what happened with Brogdon with their limited minutes. Again, Brissett, fine. If you want to have him, by all means. I just think that there is going to be significant come down. Giggity. Yeah, after this game, when when those players, yeah, you know, again, Turner, I don't think it's coming back, but when Sabonis, Badadze, and Lamb return, it is going to impact what Brissett's doing because he's playing basically you know, half of his minutes here at center, and he just won't have that opportunity at all when those other guys return. Guys, I know that, yeah, you know, O'Shea Brissett is happy. I know that Pacers fans are happy. I know that fantasy managers who have O'Shea Brissett on their team are happy, and that's why he is. The Ultra Player of the Week. Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories. Joy creates success. And that's exactly what O'Shea Brissett has brought to his fantasy managers. 38 minutes a night over his last four. 16 and 10. Two and a half threes. A steal and 2.3 blocks. Excellent numbers. 42% shooting from three. He's blocking shots. He's doing everything. He has been fantastic. He's made people super happy. And if are you happy because you win? Or do you win because you're happy? Or if you're the Pacers, are you happy just because someone played a big game? Because they definitely didn't win today. But enjoyment is not just the end game. It is the whole game. Michelob Ultra Player of the Week is O'Shea Brissett of the Indiana Pacers. Okay, let's go on to the next game now. We're looking at the Milwaukee Bucks beating the Charlotte Hornets. 114-104. Yanni, he was pretty good. Giannis 29-12-8 with three steals and a block and hit all of his free throws. It feels like the free throws, maybe not fixed, but they're pretty close to it. He's going all right there. Brookie Lopez had some foul trouble, ended with 27 minutes, 22 points. No blocks, unfortunately, while the big ragu 
Good to see the defensive stats coming back. But as I've mentioned with DiVincenzo a lot, like he's really a steal specialist. Three steals and a block here is great, but only nine points, three rebounds. The value from his overall ranking numbers comes a lot from those steal categories. Drew had 12 and 10, not that good. While Chris Middleton, good to see the shooting back. 17, 5, and 6 with two steals. Unfortunately, he was a weird one of three from the line. And Bryn Forbes even got, got in on the action. 60% shooting for 15 points for Forbesy. While Punch Bob with PJ Tucker back played 13 minutes. I think uh, Jack Armstrong has something to say. Get that garbage out of here! Yeah, see you later, Bob. Five points in 13 minutes. You know I've been skeptical of Portis for a long time, and uh, this is why. Shout out to Thanasis Antetokounmpo having a 70% usage in his one minute and 12 seconds on the court. The Hornets played shallow. They had an eight-man rotation. So 41 minutes for Miles Bridges, 21, 10, and 6 with two blocks. He's putting up absolutely huge numbers. Top 35 over the last two weeks. And it doesn't appear like... It seems like Haywood's going to be at least another couple of weeks. I don't think that Haywood's back for fantasy playoffs at this point. Devontae Graham, 25, 3, and 6 with six triples. Awesome. Cody Martin, awesome. 31 minutes, 10 and 8, four steals. Rebounds, assists, steals. Martin can be a streamer. PJ Washington Jr., weird line, 18, 2, and 2 with no defensive numbers, but shot well. And Terry Rogier was bad. Eight points on 24%. But yeah, we give him a bit of a pass given what he's done. Well, Jalen McDaniels is just out of out of discussions now. 16 minutes only. Six points, clear drop. Weird rotation decisions. Biombo played 23 minutes, three and six with three blocks. He can be an interesting blocks, rebounds, field goal streamer because he's getting 20 minutes a night as the backup center while Brady Wanamaker, deeper leagues, you've got to make sure this guy's on a roster at least until Lamello returns. 27 minutes, 13, two and six with a block. He won't be that good most nights, but he can still have some value for assists when you're looking on the waiver wire for those deeper league formats. Let's go on to the next game. We're looking at the Oklahoma City Thunder. They break their 14-game losing streak on the road against the Boston Celtics, a team that's supposed to be good. Lou Dort. No, my son is also named Bort. Now, Dort didn't shoot particularly well, 36%, and that's something I've talked about with him is that when he has these hot shooting nights, just expect it to get worse, but the usage is really good. 24-4-2, 13 free throw attempts and hit 85% of them. That's 11 of 13. That's awesome. But it's just this weird high usage role that Dort's getting. I still expect that he's going to rest some games. But awesome to get some big scoring. And Darius Baisley, this is the Baisley that I thought we'd get. 21 and 10 with two threes. I don't think that Shea's returning this year. So Dort and Baisley are going to have some pretty high usage as we move forward. Isaiah Roby, I think he's a 12-teamer, 15 and 7. Ty Jerome, solid again, 15 points, 3 threes, 3 assists. Probably more fringy for 12s, probably more 14-team league, but good numbers. Well, Pokashevsky had 12, 6, and 4. Again, probably is a 12-team league player. Uh, the Salt Flake, Teo Maladon. I don't know why I mixed up my accents there. That's terrible. It's either Teo Maladon or it's Theo Maladon. 6, 3, and 5 in 23 minutes for Maladon. Um, yeah, look, there is three more games left this week, but... If there are other teams that have got three games left, I am not sure that Maladon is a must-hold guy, while the C part of Moses Brown... Oh, yeah. Jack, what are we doing? Get that garbage out of here! Eight and seven in 12 minutes, while Tony Bradley played 13 minutes. It just Roby's the superior option there at the moment, um, playing, playing more minutes and putting up better numbers. Really disappointing for Brown, who had that nice little run, and uh, it's just completely fallen to shit at the moment. For the Celtics, to be fair to them, no Kemba, no Jason Tatum, and no Rob Williams, and Kemba's going to miss again on Wednesday. Jalen Brown, he did everything he could. JB, you've done it again. 39-11 with four threes and four, four steals, 34 usage, 
50% from the field, hit all nine of his free throws. You couldn't ask for anything more. 66 fantasy points, a fantastic game. Evan Fournier, another shit shooting night, but brought five steals and a block. Anytime he gets defensive stats, don't buy into it. I do not think Fournier is a 12-team must roster. He can be while Kemba is out, at least an option, but the shooting has been rough. While Peyton Pritchard, 33 minutes, 28, 3, and 4 with 4 threes. It was pretty criminal to me that Brad Stevens took this bloke out of the rotation midseason and was giving Neesmith and Langford those minutes. To me, he's the best out of that group pretty clearly. Um, with Kemba out, maybe you can get use out of him on Wednesday. I wouldn't be so sure, though. Luke Cornett had 10 and 7 with 3 blocks because, cool. I wouldn't read into that too much. While Marcus Smart shot horribly. 14 points on 17 shot attempts, but six assists and five seals is obviously excellent. Langford, again, remains one of the worst permanent players in terms of fantasy. Five points in 22 minutes, while Tristan Thompson struggled in this one with foul trouble. That's why Cornette got those extra minutes. 18 minutes for Tomo, two points and four rebounds, while Ojale started, played eight minutes. Uh, is, is he good? I think the answer to that is pretty clear, no. Um, but still gets these uh, spot starts at times, which... Again, I don't think Brad Stevens has done a particularly good good job of coaching this season uh, for the Boston Celtics. Let's go on to the next game. It is the Brooklyn Nets beating the Raptors. The, they they started Jeff Green at center, 37 minutes, 22-8 and eight with three threes, a steal, and a block. That's really good. I think he's a 12-team must roster guy. Sorry, a 14-team must roster guy. 12s, he can be in and out, but they didn't play DeAndre Jordan at all in this game. Very interesting. Durant, 17-10, and 10, two steals, two blocks, three triples. Low usage game. He took seven shots, but they just double teamed him and he just gave it off to other blokes. So Mike James, Mike James played 21 minutes. had 11, three and eight. He only took five shots, but was 80%. Um, that's strong. 27 minutes for Tyler Johnson, 10, three and three. Kyrie had nine, six, four. The Nets win this with Kyrie having nine points and Durant having 17 and Harden being out. Because they just let other guys go off. Blake Griffin, to be honest, he's got 12 team value. 17 and 6, two steals and a block in limited minutes. 31 usage. You don't really ever see Griffin bring in defensive stats, but two steals and a block here. I'm not convinced that he's a must-roster 12-team league guy, but he's definitely playing well. Mike James has deep league streaming value. Uh, Joey Harris had six assists and two steals. Just really some weird shit from this Nets team, um, just in terms of how the stats were distributed. And that makes it hard to rely upon. Um, Landry Shamet started, played 33 minutes, had 14 points on 12 shots. I do not think that Shamet is anything more at this point than a streamer for 12 and 14 team leagues. Uh, deeper leagues, sure, more value, but I don't think he's a must-roster guy. Let's talk about the Raptors, who pulled a, a shifty on us. Now, yeah, people will, will criticize me, and that's fine. It happens all the time. Josh, you were so sure these guys were going to rest. It was obvious that they were going to play, some people told me. Obvious. Despite the fact that Ananobi, Siakam... Lowry, Van Vliet, all these guys rested, not even on back-to-backs only a week ago. But here they are, on the first back-to-back of a five-game week, playing. I've got no problem with them playing, but it's like when you try and understand a pattern of what a team does, when they sit guys out and rest them, not on back-to-backs, you think, all right, they're more about preserving player health, and they're not really pushing for things. That's what that would indicate. So then when you come to a week where you have five games in seven nights, you go, well, if they're actually going to rest someone for medical reasons, this is going to be the week that it happens. And then we get the back-to-back to start things off, and they go, nah, we'll play them all. That's hard. And, and it, it's rough going, for sure. They've still got three more games this, this week. I don't know if they'll play all three, but well, the team will, whether everyone will play them, but I don't know. Kim Birch, 13-14. He's a 12-team league guy. The Jedi, OG Ananobi. 
But what about Scarf? OG. Balenciaga stop ones. OG. Uh, you better stop OG. I love that they're just giving him more usage and he's responding. 21, 6 and 6, 2 steals and 3 threes continues to shoot well. Excellent stuff. Well, Lowry, who'd been really rough the last couple of games, bounced back with a big performance. 24 points, 6 triples and 6 assists. Malachi Flynn played 21 minutes because he's better than Rodney Hood. He's better than Gary Trent, although Trent was injured. And he was good. 13, 2 and 3. Three more games this week. Maybe there's a rest in there for someone. That's, yeah, let's say at minimum 60 minutes for Flynn which is two 30-minute games for another starter. So there is some value in him. While Van Vliet played 42 minutes, that is, that feels irresponsible to me to play that many minutes. And he not like he played particularly well. Shot 24% was minus 17. 11, 6, and 5 for Fred. I, I don't think he's fully healthy. While Siakam was almost as bad, 10, 7, and 2 on 13% shooting. Just a terrible night from both of those guys. Dizzy Gillespie, he only played the 12 minutes backing up Ken Birch. Um, but again, some. I think Nick Nurse is a really good coach, but he's made some curious decisions at times with rotations and minutes decisions. And I'm not really sure what the point of all this was for Toronto. Let's see if losing this game makes them, and the way that you know Siakam and Van Vliet handled it, let's see if that makes them make changes on their weekend back-to-back. I'll be very, very curious to see if they do anything different there. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all that action at Bet Online. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on. Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all of your latest news, odds, and info from all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in on the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoff. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using our promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. Guys, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. You need to get some of these into your life because they taste just like a candy bar. You don't want to eat those protein bars that taste like garbage. You can get these ones. Built Bar covered in 100% chocolate, which is soft and easy to chew. And they're great if you're looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. My son loves them. Before footy, can I have a protein bar after footy? Can I have a protein bar? Can I have a built bar specifically? Coconut armor bar, 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Go to builtbar.com, use our promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. The promo code is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right, next game we look at the Minnesota Timberwolves beat the Rockets 114 one uh, 107. Yeah, 107. That was the final score. Another impressive performance from Minnesota, who have now won three straight. Carl Anthony Towns really playing well under Chris Finch, 31, 7, and 5. Tone Edwards. Goose. Oh, I don't have my soundboard plugged in. What have I done? Oh, man, this is end of season fatigue. Now we're good to go. 33 minutes for Edwards, 19 and 9 with three steals and two blocks. Now, the poor shooting was back on high usage, 41% on 22 attempts. You have to be punting field goals with him at this stage. But his ability to generate defensive stats has been mightily impressive, and not something that I necessarily saw coming. That's been really good. D'Angelo Russell, not quite as good as last game, and we talked about him over the overperforming hot streak player show today. He shot 29% here and went 15-3-7. Rick Rubio, just the 17 minutes. I do think that he is a drop now, while Wancho played 28 minutes. It's a lot of minutes for Wancho Hernan Gomez. 22-7 with three threes and two blocks. Unfortunately, his free throws were rough. 
I didn't mention Anthony Edwards, actually. He was 0 of 3 from the line. Edwards, uh, no, Edwards. Uh, Hernan Gomez was 3 of 8 from the line. That's really, really impactful. But his last couple of games, one show have been all right. I don't think we need to look at him outside of deeper leagues. And then Jared Vanderbilt got 22 minutes. Now, Vanderbilt and Hernan Gomez have been out of the rotation for chances, for times, and now they're both back in, and that's impacting Jaden McDaniels. Vanderbilt had 8 and 7 with 3 steals, while McDaniels just played 26 minutes and had 5 points. So it is hard to rely upon Vanderbilt, Hernan Gomez, or McDaniels, and it's impacting guys like Naz Reed's ability to play with Carl Towns, and Rubion and McCogie and guys like that. Josh Okogie, just the 17 minutes here. For the Rockets, of course, Johnny Wall's out for the season. They moved Daniel House into the starting lineup. He played 21 minutes, and he had, uh, really, an extreme Richie Benno. Two for two, two, two. Two threes. Sorry, let's try again. Two points, two rebounds, two assists, and two blocks. It's not a traditional Richie. It is an, an elevated version. I don't believe that House is a must-roster 12-team league guy. Kelly Olenek is. 28-9-5 with two steals. He's been unbelievable in Houston. He is the 26th-ranked player over the last two weeks. The Crucifix, Christian Wood, 24-18-5. The Wild Thing, Jay Sean Tate, 20-7 with four assists, two steals, and a block. These guys, of course, are all must-roster players. Let's check in on Cousin Kev. Kevin Porter played 35 minutes, had 10 points. He shot 17% with five assists and a steal. Again, Kevin Porter is a young player who have, will have good games and he'll have bad games. He will be inconsistent. And the thing that I worried about was maybe the extra responsibility of Wall being out might mean that he turns into a guy like Wall that was taking a ton of shots and murders your field goal percentage. That's exactly what happened here. Now, whether that continues or not remains to be seen, but you have to temper your expectations. And people are pretty bad at tempering their expectations with Porter. Maybe not so much now. Kenyon Martin was good. 15-3, two steals and a block. I think the minutes uncertainty for him is the worry. I, we've seen him put up numbers in, in limited minutes. And we've seen him put up numbers whenever he plays, pretty much. But can he get consistently 21 minutes a night? I have some doubts about that. Can he get more than that a night? 25? That would be a bit of a stretch. That would be meaning he's playing you know, all of the backup four and three minutes. And that would mean that Daniel House has to stay at 21 a night, which I don't really think is going to happen. So that's great for Martin. And it's an interesting stream for today, but I'm not sure that he's a must roster 12 team league guy. Amani Brooks started last game and then had an 11 trillion shout out to Tony Snell. All right, let's move it on to the last game of the night. This was an ass kicking really from the beginning. Dallas 133, Golden State 103. So we had Doncic actually play the back-to-back. -back. He only needed 28 minutes, 39, 6, and 8 with four threes. Well, Dorian Finney-Smith's hot run continues. 13 and 8, three threes, two steals, three more games this week, 71st-ranked player over the last two weeks. I think he's a must-roster player. Trey Burke was the spot starter for Josh Richardson. He wasn't anywhere near as good as last game. Eight points on 15% shooting, but he resurrected it with four steals and a block. Now, of course, that is completely unrealistic for Trey Burke. Yes, it's unrealistic for him to be a 15% shooter too, but... Zero rebounds, two assists. Really, his value comes when he has these weird high usage, high efficiency games. I wouldn't be, even though there's three more games this week, I would not be rushing to add Trey Burke. A bit disappointed by Brunson's minutes, 12 points in 18. Or Hardaway only played the 18 as well. Dwight Powell, 19 minutes. He was on the floor in garbage time to get those numbers up. While Willie Cauley-Stein had six and five in 23 minutes. And Bobart got ejected. Poor bloke. I don't think, I'm, I'm absolutely sure that he didn't mean uh, to, to whack him across the head. We know who Boban is, but this is just not, uh, wasn't a great game. Speaking of not great, Kelly Oubre played 23 minutes off the bench for the Warriors, had 10 points on 20% shooting. Now, I know that I talk about when I do these overperforming and underperforming shows that a lot of the time that players either come out, if they've been in a slump, they come out with a big game. And if they've been in a hot streak, they come out with an absolute turd. Now, this is the extreme example because Oubre was on my hot streak players list today. I said, it's probably going to come down. 10 points in 23 minutes. He was a minus 41. 
He had no assist, one steal, shot 20%, and was four of eight from the line. Just a horrendous performance from Ubre. Do I still think we should hold him? Yes, but when Bazemore and Lee come back, I am not so sure it's going to be the case. Michael Mulder stepped up, 26 points in 31 minutes with six triples. That's cool, but I don't think we need to buy too much in. Curry was a minus 27. Wiggins was a minus 35. It was just horrendous all the way around. At least Wiggins did bring two steals and two blocks, while Curry had 27 with five triples. But realistically, just an absolutely dreadful performance from this Warriors team at home. They, I think they gave up like about 25 straight points in the second quarter at one, at one stage. It was just horrendous, horrendous stuff from Golden State. Let's have a look now at the top ads over the last 24 hours. Sumner up 19%. That obviously bit you in the ass today. I think it was the right move still, but he was not good. Isaiah Roby up 18%. I can get behind that. Kenyon Martin up 13%. I'm not convinced on that, but it obviously worked out well today. Dozier up 10 I still do believe he's a fringe 12-team league guy. And Jeff Green up 8%. Well, that worked out pretty bloody well as well. I think, again, he's still more of a fringe 12-team league player. In terms of drops, Bruce Brown down 19%. He's missing a few games here with a knee injury. Nance down 13, clear drop. John Wall down 12%, of course, clear drop. Grayson Allen down 10, clear drop. Um, and Brandon Goodwin down 9%. We'll see what happens tomorrow where the goody plays, but I wouldn't say he's a high-priority guy to hold on to. Top 10 players, Ross in under 50% of leagues. Anthony Simons, obviously, with his big game, and Peyton Pritchard stepped up for Boston. I'm not sure there's much you can do with those guys in terms of fantasy ads, but they were great. Jeff Green and Blake Griffin, they are putting up 12-team numbers at the moment. And then Luke Cornett with Thompson in foul trouble. He stepped up, but again, don't buy into that one. Mulder was great. So was Mike James, but hard to say that there's any sort of long-term impact there. Well, Jared Vanderbilt was pretty strong too, but he's just a very deep league guy. Cody Martin, I like him in the short term for 12-teamers. And Brady Wanamaker's like a nice 16-team league ad. Now, let's talk DFS. Now, I've recorded the main part of this DFS show earlier. The Jazz did not submit an injury report. And then just you know, just you know, an hour or so ago, half an hour or so ago, um, news came out that Mike Conley will sit. So Conley's out, Mitchell's out. I imagine they go with Clarkson and Ingles, and that's going to boost the value of both of those guys as well as Boyan Bogdanovich. So bear that in mind when you hear me talk about DFS for uh, for that Utah game later on in the, uh, in the show. All right, so let's look at these games on Wednesday. First one, Orlando and Cleveland. No Carter Williams, no Porter, no Terrence Ross. He's doubtful. For Orlando, while the Cavs have no Colin Sexton, no Larry Nance, no Isaiah Hartenstein, no Matt Dallavadova. So you're going to get boosts in value for guys like Chetty Osman, for guys like Darius Garland, uh, Dean Wadey Wade. And then in Orlando, it's guys like the Shark, Dwayne Bacon, RJ Hampton, Gary Harris, those sort of players. Atlanta and Philadelphia, Brandon Goodwin, after being wheelchaired off last game, is questionable. But Kevin Herter, who they said, oh, I think he's fine. He's actually doubtful with this shoulder injury. So that's not ideal. Of course, Cam Reddish has been ruled out for the season. And Hunter and Snell still remain on the sidelines. Philadelphia, pretty much injury-free. Danny Green didn't play last game, but he's going to return for this one. The Sixers are eight-point favorites, and the total is 220. Bulls and Knicks, no Levine for Chicago. No Mitch Robinson for the Knicks. Um, Alec Burks out as well for New York. So we're in a situation where, look, the rotations are just going to be basically as they have been for like the last week or two. Big minutes for, for Kobe White, Daniel Tice starting in for Chicago, hopefully low minutes for Alfred Payton in New York, and just the same sort of stuff. The Hornets and the Celtics back-to-back for these guys. Kemba Walker won't play for Boston, but we don't know about Robbie Williams or Jason Tatum, while Haywood, Monk, and Ball will remain out for Charlotte. The Lakers and the Wizards. Um, for the Wizards, um, of course, Denny Avdia remains out. Rui Hachimura is back, though. Robin Lopez has been upgraded to probable, while Alex Caruso is questionable for the Lakers, and LeBron 
is still sidelined. Davis, Marcus Gasol, and uh, KCP are all probable for the Lakers. The Spurs in the Heat, Derek White is out, while Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero are both questionable for Miami. Duncan Robinson left last game with an illness, but he's not on the injury report, nor is Andre Iguodala, who missed the last game. Portland and Memphis back-to-back for Portland, and Yusuf Nurkic is going to play, apparently. So, um, yeah, injury-wise, there's not much to really look at in this one. The Grizzlies are two-and-a-half-point favorites. The total is 235. The Pelicans and the Nuggets. Nuggets, four-point favorites. The total is 228-and-a-half. Of course, still no Nikhil Alexander-Walker for the Pelicans, but Stephen Adams has been upgraded to questionable, and Jimmy Johnson is probable, while Denver is without Monty Morris and Will Barton again. The Nuggets are four-point favorites. Their total is 228-and-a-half. The Jazz and the Kings. No Don Mitchell. He's out once more, so Joe Ingles will get another start. While for the Kings, Harrison... They don't have an updated injury report yet, the Kings. Harrison Barnes, I'm listing as questionable. There is a chance he doesn't play. Of course, we know that De'Aaron Fox is out. And then the last game is the Clippers and the Suns. Kawhi has been upgraded from out to doubtful. Still doesn't mean that he'll play. Ibaka and Beverly still remain out. While Paul George, who had an ankle problem last game, uh, is not on the injury report. While Phoenix has Jay Crowder and Dario Saric both listed as questionable. In terms of values, I think Osman at 36 is one of the best out there. I like Dean Wade at minimum salary. Faku Kompatso at 43. I like Gobert. I like Jarrett Allen a lot at 59. Lonnie Walker's a minimum salary player. Now, I don't think he's particularly good, but starting in place of Derek White, which he should at minimum salary, is interesting to me. Uh, Rashawn Holmes at 63, I like a little bit. Valanciunas at 71, maybe. Graham at 57. Devontae Graham at 57, I think works all right. And Jay Crowder is an upside play at 37 if he does play. I think 6,900 for Andre Drummond Giggity. actually looks all right. And then Adebayo at 83 looks pretty strong as well. The Thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris at 7,000. And McCall Bridges at 51, also a pretty solid option. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Before I go, though, make sure you get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. So follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And this one, don't forget, you follow me, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. While on YouTube, hit subscribe, thumb me up, ring my bell, leave your comments. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.